1: this is some of our thoughts (laughs) hey guys it's sarah and carter and this is some of our thoughts well 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 oh my god welcome to episode number eight Thrilled.
0: <laughs> Thrilled. We have a... Like an old friend. An
1: old friend. <laughs> is this is like an old friend from college. Yes. That you have memories with. You have a connection with. Yep. And they came back to say, hey. <laughs> and ruin
0: your life. <laughs> no. So today, we'll be talking about... Sweetberry wine. <laughs> <laughs> is that too much borad or not enough Steve no. roll oh, oh, God. It smells so good.
1: All right. So real talk. We're talking about sweet berry wine from mm-hmm. Las Jardes, which is honestly, I think it's my favorite producer. Favorite producer.
0: Favorite human. Hard to pick a top wine, but we'll mm-hmm. be talking about a different one on another episode. I can't even say it right now because nope. this one's all about the sweet berry it's Sweetberry wine Sweetberry wine okay
1: and we keep saying that not to be super obnoxious but <laughs> so if you have ever seen tim and eric awesome show which aired when i think we were in high school realistically yeah. it's, it's not been a minute new. <laughs> it's quite old at this point but uh one of the characters dr steve brule <laughs> is john c Riley.
0: Who is on the label of this wine. He's on the label
1: of, literally, it's called Sweetberry Wine. And the skit that they did, it was a skit show. Like, they would do different sketches, and it was just zany and hilarious and so weird. So weird. Yeah. So, in this particular (laughs) sketch, Dr. Steve Broll, his little segment, typically, that character would always... Oh, for your health. And he would just like share facts about (laughs) random shit. That was such a good. She did the thumbs up too. (laughs) He always does thumbs up for your health. Well, in this one he goes, for your wine. Mm -hmm. So it's basically him talking about wine. They're like, oh, over to you, Steve. And he's just getting sloshed. Purple teeth and all. Purple teeth. (laughs) Swirling wine going, it's jammy. It's jammy. Just being... Belligerent and insane, and he keeps going, sweetberry wine. <laughs> so take that to present day. Yes. <laughs> um, Las yeah. Hadas is the wine producer, and Eric Warheim and Joel Burt, yeah, and Joel Burt. It's th- it's theirs. It's their baby. So this wine has. The label is literally John C. Riley's face, yeah. playing Steve Brule in a
0: beautiful watercolor like prism, mm-hmm. like it's it's, it's like gorgeous and artwork. white and
1: gold. The I
0: would are gold. frame that and hang that in my home. It's so Me pretty, too. really. I really would. And all of their labels are made by all of their friends who are like artists mm-hmm. that want that tasted the wine and then made the. Label, which I love, so cool. So like their sparkling that we had at your birthday was like that beautiful Technicolor yeah. like prism rainbow that had like all of the different like ziggy zaggies all mm-hmm. over it, and it, it it looks like it tastes. It does. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's weird. They're so weird. They're amazing. It's, know I'm with that it's awesome. <laughs> So awesome. we we wanted to do. We've been talking about. It. I feel like we've mentioned Lost Yars like a bunch. Like, we have because we're so but like, and girls. Yeah, truly. Really, <laughs> and this is. It's hey, so, Eric. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's such a huge deal though. And like, there's some. There's a couple different ones I think that stand alone. This one. Um, I went all the way to Austin literally to buy the new vintage of glue glue and it wasn't in the store yet so I ordered it and then while I was there I picked up a couple bottles of this (laughs) because I was like you know what I'm sad and (laughs) and this will make me feel better and it did and it does and glue glue is my favorite wine
1: I've ever had in my life in the
0: world yeah definitely
1: it's a perfect wine but sweet berry wine is amazing. It's it's just a little heavier than Glue Glue.
0: That's right. It's uh it's about I've I got all the the percentages. It's okay, fifty two percent Carignan, which we've been drinking a lot more of lately, and it definitely deserves to be spoken about. It's kind of an underrated grape varietal. I don't think that people know what they're tasting, except for Kyle. <laughs> Shout out Kyle, kind of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Kyle hates Carignan. Hates, hates it. Hates it. So more, more sweet berry
0: for us. <laughs> <laughs> and now Sarah and I have all of these favorite wines that have Carignan in it. We just giggle to ourselves because it's like, well, Kyle's not going to be sipping on any of this anytime soon. Nope. I miss you, though, baby. So Yeah, same. 52% Carignan, 25% Zinfandel, 12% charbano, which is a Spanish grape that they grow very 12%? successfully. Yeah, 12%. Okay. And then 11% Petit Syrah, which is very dark. I
1: love Petit Syrah. That dark, inky, just like, I don't know, any Petite Syrah I've ever tried is just like straight up blackberry juice. And
0: it, I mean, and I think that, that dark? is dark. Yeah. yeah, I
1: think that's where it gets the color from. Because it's actually, it's still a pretty bright, fresh color than what I remember, actually, from previous vintages. I remember it being a little darker. But this is beautiful. It's like, more of like a, almost a ruby, not a garnet, because it's still really has those purple hues to it yeah it is Mm
0: purpley and it just like the label has like this beautiful purple watercolor Mm -hmm. and it and it has a great like wax top to it that Mm -hmm. I I kind of hate some wax tops because they're too fresh but this one is like it's chippy enough that you get your little foil cutter down around the side of it and it just comes off perfectly around the top Mm -hmm. some of it you really do have to peel like
1: yeah, I've cut myself several times on wax tops, and then I just curse a lot. And then I'm like, I don't even want it. And, and then you then I, know that I, I not walk true. out of the. I know I'm like, and I walk out of the room in disgust and come back and I'm like, I mean, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I already opened <laughs> it. <It's> literally, <laughs>
0: have the wounds to prove it. But okay, so just smelling it, it's sweet. It's juice. It's this is just straight juice to me. It's got like the. It's like so rich, like the dark cherry, blackberry, allspice. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. but, you know, it is a little spicy.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, and like not peppery spicy, no. but like baking spice. Yeah. Cinnamony, clovey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, it's a solid wine. Well, so we can talk about. We'll talk wine, food, music. Yeah. But when it comes to <coughs> food for this one this isn't like a recipe this is just something that we were talking about a food that would go great with this they call these uh these wines perfect for round foods like pizza (laughs) and burgers and he's not wrong and we wanted to stay true to that so thinking about burgers sarah came up with this gorgeous i did idea for a burger
1: and i will start out yeah what carter just said and Foodheim, which is Eric Warheim's cookbook, which I've been obsessed with which for is several months. our Bible. <laughs> Literally. He, Yeah, he has this whole chapter on the importance of his wines and perfectly round foods. So anytime he makes like a sandwich, a pizza, a burger, he like will trim it. So it is a perfect circle, <laughs> which I went to the extent because, you know, I'd love to cook too, but Ryan is better at like looking at a recipe and like perfecting that recipe and doing it to the T- So um, I recently went to a few different antique stores and found an old school, like 100-year-old biscuit cutter that was like a perfect diameter for either a burger or like a little katsu slider or something like that. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do it right. We're not just going to half-ass it. All or nothing, right? So for this recipe, well, for the inspiration, basically, the perfectly round food that I think would pair the absolute best with this sweet berry wine is a burger. So it's a you would take your brioche bun, crucial, crucial, that buttery, sweet, sweet. Mm. they setting you up for success. Get some wagyu beef for sure. You want a nice tender, juicy boig, and then <laughs> boiga. <laughs> And then the twist on this one, you're going to want to fry some goat cheese and little medallions and some panko breadcrumbs. So basically – you do Like, like your flat, thin circle? Yeah. yeah. So do the thing where you have, like, f- put it in flour, dredge it in egg, then put some panko on it, and then just fry it real quick. And, I mean, it's cheese, right? It's not like, I undercooked my cheese. <laughs> you just want it to have some crisp to it.
0: It's better than doing a glob, I would think. It is. Because it would
1: just melt. I'm a big texture person, honestly. Yeah. I rarely ever want a burger because if I'm not making the burger, I typically don't want it because I have to have some kind of, like, crunchy element mm-hmm. to a burger. Anyway. Your crispy goat cheese, um, a raspberry jalapeno jam for some spice, and then some caramelized onions
0: on top of that. That just sounds so rich and so decadent and so perfect for this wine. Yeah. Truly. Like, even just having, like, a big bite of, like, I think of the meat being perfectly seasoned, the goat cheese being perfectly crispy, the jalapeno jam being sweet and tangy and zippy, and then having the caramelized onions. That was an interesting word. Caramelized onions. Perfect marriage. Just come together in your mouth and having a big zip of this wine. Yum. Because mm-hmm.
1: it's a very complex burger, and the wine itself is pretty complex also, but it's it's just so so juicy.
0: It <laughs> is. It's like, I mean, we can talk all day about fruit. A lot of wine, I like to care, you know, they're they are characterized by, like, red fruit, black mm-hmm. fruit, blue fruit. And this has some hint. It's like bloobs, all of them. Truly, yeah. It's just like a medley of like fruits of the forest, kind of like big berry collection, sweet berry wine, <laughs> sweet berry wine. <laughs> And, I mean, I just want – I'm going to purchase an afro from somewhere so I can be him every year for Halloween, and oh I can just please. act as bad as I want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also at the end of the sketch, they're, like, carrying him out, and Steve Broll's going, I just think I just, like, need a sandwich. <laughs> please. And that's one of my favorite
0: parts, because that's me. This needs, like, a sandwich. Just, just Please. <laughs> Because in the hole comes out the hole. Oh
1: my god! I forgot about that part also.
0: He's just throwing up in the. Oh oh, poor thing, amateur. We've all been there. (laughs) That's true. Not in a long time. It's been a minute. (laughs) We're professionals. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, being that wine drunk is the worst feeling ever. It's pretty disorienting. Yeah, when you get the spins and kind of have to hold on to the grass so you don't fall off the face of the earth. We're on grass now. Joey's birthday at the vineyard. Oh, Like, where are we? Epic night. So epic. Okay, so... (laughs) Just reminiscing. I wasn't even there. (laughs) I was about to say, were you there? (laughs) Wasn't. How much did I drink? (laughs) (laughs) Too much is the answer. (laughs) So, from from my notes from the website, I wrote that it has supple tannins with a long, savory finish. Would you agree?
1: Um, It's not very tannic to me, no, but... That long, supple, supple, like <laughs> hate that word, let's say velvety. The long, <laughs> velvety finish is there yeah. all the way. It really coats the tongue beautifully. And I'm mm. really particular about finishes, and per- it, honestly, because a lot of wines, um, lately actually, I've been trying a lot more of different reds that I wouldn't typically purchase. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have a really short finish, meaning when you drink it, it kind of goes down your tongue but then it literally stops that's a short finish it stops like maybe midway through your tongue or even before that and it's like "Mm, that's all you got right right." and it always just really bothers me but something that like that long lingering finish to me that's what wine's supposed to be nice and round and nice and round
0: it kind of comes back up through your sinuses Mm -hmm. and you can like smell it as you're drinking it yes and I mean it just it lingers not to let it linger. <laughs> Is that the cranberries? Yeah. It's yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been a good album for this one too. Yeah, we were both like, damn it <laughs>
1: at the same time. I
0: we mean, we haven't talked about it yet. Right? What the do you want to pull up Spotify? No. I'll, I'll pull it up. I mean fair. I haven't listened to that album in a very long time. Are we actively changing the music for it? Depending on what this album looks like. And what it's called, yeah. Is that the same one that has zombie? So while you're looking that up, um, I did. I looked um, on the website. It didn't have quite as much information about the wine making process out there because they they make so many different wines and from so many different producers um, source all the different grapes because there's just a, a huge selection to choose from. I think that's it. It doesn't have zombie on it. It has linger. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the only song that I know off that album. Me too. Oh no, you know dreams. I'm <laughs> <laughs> loving this performance. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Oh my god! Yes, of course. You've got mail. <laughs> my
1: interpretation. No actual words. Also, yeah, that this is the a It's called. Cover. Everyone else is doing it, so why can't we? I think that's perfect.
0: Is that what this podcast is all about, too? Like, everyone else is doing wine. Why shouldn't we do one? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> that's. Li- I think that's how the conversation went when Mike was like, do you want to do a wine podcast? And Carter and I, I think, literally said, well, everyone else is doing it. Why shouldn't we? And here <laughs> we are. Why can't we?
0: And here we are and talking about our favorite wines. This one truly is one of the f- I've just favorites. Mm-hmm, favorites.
1: Mm-hmm. This was also one of those bottles that when Carter gifted me, oh, man, I don't know if it was. Uh, christmas i almost said thanksgiving it could have been really <laughs> literally any holiday carter shows up with six months like happy easter bitch and i'm like what <laughs> or happy flag day <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> happy president's day <laughs> not really i'm exaggerating well they cook for me
0: several times a week and all i can do is bring wine which I think is appreciated. I think that's a very fair trade. Because <laughs> we just like hang out and cook and that's the whole premise of this whole thing. Yeah, for sure. But anyway,
1: um, she's gifted me so many bottles of sweet berry wine and I think this is my favorite vintage so far.
0: Yeah, it, it's like we were talking about maybe before we started recording. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it, it's a different, not texture, but like a different color mm-hmm. and it feels kind of more substantial, less. Less so, heavy. Yeah, so I feel like in previous
1: vintages this was a lot inkier and darker, like that um, the Petite Syrah. Maybe there was more Petite Syrah in the past or something. Maybe so. Yeah. Or maybe they just picked the Carignan at a different ripening point. It's the, not uncommon. This, this is like this is red. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that dark like blackberry, blueberry
0: color. It's so nice. It's sweetberry color. Sweetberry. So they handpick and ferment all of the different grape varietals separately, and then blend, which I think is important to say because a lot of people will blend and then ferment together. Yes, which you have much less control over. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not uncommon for different vintages to have different makeups and percentage-wise. So, like, I mean, it, I would love to know like the 2018, twenty eighteen twenty. 19 versions, or this is 2019, actually, so 2017-2018 makeup as opposed to this, um, because just depending on the fruit that year, they could have to to change some things.
1: Well, I know, for instance, in Texas, (laughs) which is not where this is made, but, um, you know, we've had those crazy freezes, and then up north, or um, west Texas, they had a crazy hailstorm, so... All of our production on our winemaking well, side, like at work, everything's kind of had to change a little bit. Like mm-hmm. harvests are going to be later this year. Um, some vines just honestly didn't make it in certain parts of Texas, so you kind of had to rethink everything. And like I know this year we're actually doing a new red blend, like a um, a Rhone blend, which we've never done before. We I'm just so have excited. me too. I'm stoked. We just have honestly a bunch of random stuff, and we're like, well blend it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it all tastes good. It all tastes good, but, like, there's not enough of one of them to make a single varietal except... I think we're doing a Carmenere single varietal which Ooh, we've also never done. Never. Yeah, so it's going to be a really fun year for winemaking and I'm sure cuz they're out of California, right? Las Hadas. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like, you know, they have other things on their side like with the fires or Absolutely. whatever other natural droughts. disaster droughts, yeah. Stuff that you don't you might hear a little bit of, but you don't really think about a farmer's perspective. That's right. Unless you're in the industry and like really know. They
0: um they typically will use like a Classic fermentation for, that they use in, for Beaujolais. And I, um, I thought that was really interesting. They had this great quote that said, it's happy, boozy ecstasy that dances in your mouth. Ooh. So I just found
1: the 2018
0: makeup. Seriously?
1: Mm-hmm. And the 2018 was 54% Carignan, 28% Zinfandel, okay. 12 per, 12% Turbano, 3% Cab Sav, wow.
0: and 3% Valdegui? So no Petite Syrah. uh uh-uh. And it was way more Carignan and Zinfandel. So that's interesting. They really made some big adjustments this year. This eleven
1: percent. 52% Carignan in this mm-hmm. vintage? Yeah.
0: interesting. Okay. Huh.
1: <laughs> okay, continue. I just I had to know. Almost no, like, of
0: course. I mean, I've I it tastes, never would have it tastes different. It's it really so does. Good. And I even just I mean, looking at it, it feels like it has a different weight to it. hmm So um one thing that I love about these guys <laughs> These guys. These guys. These guys. They use a lot of different um, vessels to make their wine. So when we were talking earlier about them fermenting all of the varietals separately, they'll do uh, alternative vessels. So like stainless steel for some different varying sizes of the clay and fora that are made locally with like local clay from the area, which I love that. That's cool. It just Yeah, they got like some local... Ceramic, I guess, that had, like, access to a kiln big enough for, like, a 55-gallon amphora, And um, they ha- also have, like, concrete eggs, which is very different than the clay. It imparts, like, a whole different flavor yeah. from the concrete.
1: You know, I kind of like the concrete taste sometimes, too. Honestly,
0: it makes a big difference, especially in, like, whites. And, yeah. yeah. So um, between all of those different vessels, they have large format barrels and different... Um, Different kinds of wood, but they typically use French burgundy barrels. That checks out.
1: Right? Uh-huh. I feel like Eric would love that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so Eric.
0: So Eric. Oh, <laughs> Eric. OMG, Eric. <laughs> but Eric. Look they, at you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Just, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so uh, all of those, that's safe to say, all of those different textures build the complexity in yeah. the wines. And it makes a difference. It just makes a difference.
1: Well, and I just found, because now I'm just on a hunt, the 2017 makeup for the Sweet Berry Wine. And that one was 49% Carignan, okay. 39% Zenfandel, 7% Cab Sav, and 5% Charbano. Okay. So they've changed it a bit. They've changed this it is, quite a bit.
0: This is the first year they've used Petit Syrah and
1: something else? What's above it? Charbano.
0: But it's 12%. Okay. So, I mean, they've definitely been refining it as time's gone. I think they nailed it. This 2019 is dope. I can't imagine anything being much better about this. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Eric.
1: Wow. It's also cool, just like I was saying, out of curiosity, looking at the different vintages and the different blends. It is important to state, too, that Like, for instance, this, if you tried this 2017 and you keep trying the new vintages, they're not going to taste exactly the same. Like, no two vintages of wine, any wine, are going to taste exactly the same. It's literally impossible to 100% replicate any wine. (laughs) That's why people with their wine fridges at home or their wine cellars, they really hold on to the wines that they love because they know, like, this is never going to happen again. It might get close, but, like, this particular year – Whatever was happening in the soil, in the minerals of the soil, and the rocks in the soil, the rainfall that of year. Course. So many combinations of things like heat. Heat, yeah. You got to hold on to the ones that are special
0: the, if you can. The best um, and coolest thing that we have access to with your job is the retrospectives. And yeah. I think I've oh, been to yeah. every single varietal. You've done the Tempranero retrospective twice mm-hmm. and a cab retrospective at VMV. And
1: I miss the cab, and I'm pretty. I, I had a baby when we did the cab one and I was like fresh 3 weeks out <laughs> and I like, was so sorry. I think I was still wearing diapers. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were. And everyone was like you should come and I was like I don't think you want me there. <laughs> but I'm sad I missed that one. So yeah, when we say retrospective, yeah, it's 5 to 5 to 7 honestly different vintages of the same varietal. So like the Tempranillo we did 2014, 15, 16, 17. Maybe 18, I don't know, depending on which one. And then we'll usually and then pull finish, one or two. Because that was
0: what, how y'all released the 19. Yeah.
1: And it was so good. It, yeah, the 2019's great. And then we'll pull one or two out of the barrel that are still being aged and let everyone try that as well. And that is a really cool thing that we do. We should do another one. The just... wheels are turning. <laughs> 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 well, and sometimes it's hard because, yeah, we've done Tepernio twice. And it's like... We're not a super old winery. I mean, we've been there for, we've been making wine since 2009, but like vintage-wise, if you think about you're aging each red wine for one and a half to two years max, it still doesn't give you a ton of vintages. Plus, if you sell out, like you don't have that many left, like we'll keep a small stash in our library for literally events like that or for special occasions for the family. But yeah. Anyway. (laughs) I'm just, like, deep in thought now. Hey. Also, I always think about wine study. Like I know we've mentioned before, like, our wine community here in Waco. we'll We'll just do a fun wine study amongst friends, and we'll pick a varietal or a vintage or whatever, do a group tasting, and then talk about it, and it's so helpful. Mm-hmm. I always get so much out of the wine studies because, like I said, I could go to the store and buy – 10 different wines and taste open all of them at the same time and taste them but that seems like a horrible idea well it's not as fun it's it's not as fun it's very sad I'd be worried about you yeah and with the group if you want to do this on your own too make it a really fun group like I don't want to taste wine with people that are going to have the same notes as I do. And I don't want to taste wine with people that are just going to agree with me. Yeah, sure. I want to be challenged. Yes. I need in my life to be challenged (laughs) in so many aspects. Yeah. Some pushback, some different insights. Like, for instance, Ryan, he doesn't go to all the wine studies, but he's a big beer person. Like, he worked in beer forever. So I always just, like, I like drinking at home with him because he has way different notes than I do. And then we'll talk and we're like, oh, oh, yeah, I do see that. Okay. Okay. Right,
0: And from a beer spirits perspective, there's a lot of different reasons why they're picking up on things that we may not or vice versa. For sure. And I'm the person that's like, "This
1: is a flaw." And then <laughs> and then everyone hates me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we still need to do a flaw episode. Oh yeah. That'd be fun. Speaking did we, of
0: And no, from the natural wine perspective, which I'm taking it upon myself to be like the natural r- wine representative. Yes. And Sarah will say it's a flaw and I'm like, "Oh, but like It's meant to be for certain ones. There's, oh my God, I think it was one
1: of our last podcast episodes. You didn't say it's complex. You said it's, oh, you had a word for it. Authentic. Authentic. (laughs) Oh, she knew. She knew, ladies and gentlemen. Don't
0: drag it. But I mean, (laughs) it's definitely different. Authentic. Right. All right. right. (laughs) (laughs) It's putting like a
1: positive spin on it beautiful um okay so i talked about the boiga the burger (laughs) we've talked a bunch about the wine now we're gonna do this vinyl that we just decided on with with our listeners so the album is everybody else is doing it so why can't we from the cranberries (laughs) (laughs) i love it more and more me too y'all this came y'all this came out in 1993 yeah it did i was (laughs) too (laughs) We <laughs> do, And it has dreams. It has Sunday on it. It has linger and literally us saying linger about this. The lingering finish is why I we picked
0: this. Linger. Well, now thinking like dreams is perfect for it. Cause it that's is. one of my favorite. Passion Pit did a great Da-da. cover ever. Do yeah. you just want to like sway your arms? Of course. Well, it's like the opening track for you've got mail too, which is one of my mm. very favorite movies of all time when she's like walking down the streets of New York and they keep passing each other, but they don't know each other. Yeah. And it's like reading like, their emails out loud, and that song is just—it's iconic, and it's it is a good song. Yeah, it's such a good movie. <laughs> <We're> well, both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, we'll definitely have to hunt because I don't actually have that on vinyl at the moment, but thankfully we have a really great record shop in town. We do. What is it called? Spin Connection. <laughs> <laughs> right by your house (laughs) okay
1: in my defense i am usually working when they're open yeah so i barely get to pop in but i always have a blast
0: yeah when i go yeah we love local places Mm -hmm. lovely lovely so this particular i mean other than those three songs that i know
1: We might know more if we listen more to it. The Cranberries are just iconic. And it's hilarious because any of their albums, it's all just every song title is like one word or two words. This one song is just called How? (laughs) (laughs) With a question mark. Not Sorry. Pretty. Sunday. Sunday's a song we know. Wanted.
0: Love love to hear like Steve (laughs) Brule review this record in real time. Amazing. Well. I had fun. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still enjoying our sweet berry wine. Me too. That's what it's
1: all about. Well, you guys, thanks for listening today. And as always, grab your favorite wine, put on your favorite record, make a badass meal. Let's have some fun. Thank you for listening to some of our thoughts. Cheers. Cheers. Sweet berry wine. Me.